Welcome back to the Plugin for More podcast. Mike and I are here today. We're meeting with Jeremiah Brockman, who is the president of the Wisconsin chapter of the Electric Vehicle Association. He's going to talk to us about a fun event they've got planned. Mike, what do you got for us? One is I banged up the Rivian. So we can talk about that in a moment. Um, and the Cybertruck and F-150 and my personal dilemma on what to do. Welcome to Plug In For More, brought to you by EVUniverse.com. EVUniverse is your one-stop shop for all things related to the electric vehicle. Here on this podcast, our goal is to educate, inspire, and hopefully make your transition into the electric vehicle marketplace a lot less intimidating. And now, here are your hosts, Mike, Tom, and Bryant. Before we get into that, I know we were briefly discussing sales of EVs in the U.S. And a lot of things that we see right now on the mainstream media are talking about how the sales are not going up that much, how it's like a doom and gloom for electric vehicles, all this kind of stuff out there, which I think is more clickbait than anything else. And you know, recently there was a really good article by, the, uh, by Inside EVs that talks about non-Tesla um, sales and how they surged in 2023. Um, I know you read that as well. What were your thoughts after reading that article? Well, I think it just kind of highlights the fact that there is a mainstream adoption happening. There are people who are interested in it. And you're talking a significant increase in sales over the course of 2023 from 2022. And I think that's in line with what we've been saying all along. Now there's one quote in here I want to, you know, I, I want to read, and what it basically says is according to sales data analyzed by Inside EVs during the fourth quarter, nine, this is the fourth quarter, so only a quarter of the year, 19 brands um, mentioned below sold over 134,000 EVs. That's a 60% increase year over year and a new quarterly record. So there's information that comes out about the F-150 Lightning and them and Ford cutting the production of that vehicle. Um, let's talk about that for a little bit, reasons why. So the increase year over year is up 60%, right? So why would Ford be cutting that production? Now, I've got my thoughts, but what are yours? Well, I think that there's be entirely entirely possible that Ford produced too many trucks in the first place. That could be one. But also, two, there is other information floating around that there is a secret EV program that Ford is working on, that there's going to be some new lower-priced options coming to market here in the next couple of years. Yep. Yeah, and I think it's the way I look at that, it's probably a combination, right? So anytime you're producing any type of product, anyone who has been through that process in any job – knows that it's all about forecasting, right? So if they're expecting a certain number of sales, a certain number of um, ramp period, and if they get that wrong, they're going to either have a surplus or a shortage of whatever they're producing. Now, it seems like Ford probably has a surplus, and that's why they've had to cut the prices so much, even though they're still selling much, much, you know, many, many more trucks than they have in the year before. So I think that's a big key. And yeah, you're right. I mean, if they're having trouble getting, let's say, batteries too, why put those batteries into a truck that's not selling that they're cutting the price on when they can produce three or four maybe lower price vehicles have much smaller batteries? So switching gears real quick, do you think when you get your Cybertruck, it's going to be crash resistance against uh, concrete pillars? 
So um, maybe. I hope so. Uh, so. Let's talk about that. Um, so I went to go went with the family to go see uh, an old neighbor of ours, good friends, and uh, pulled into a parking deck and you know got a little distracted as I was backing out. And um, yeah, the Rivian dents when you uh, turn it into a concrete pillar um, quite extensively, $12,000 worth as, as well. So That's a heck of a dent. That's a heck of a dent, absolutely. And that was only, I'd say, three miles an hour. I mean, I was not going fast at all, and I stopped immediately as I heard the crunch. Uh, but um, that, so when I when I turned into that pillar, that only hit the door, too. Hmm. So it, it pushed the door in um, a decent amount, um, got the rearview mirror, but it really didn't hit any other part of the car, just the door. And so by the time you repaint and you replace the door, um, mirror, you know, they're talking $12,000 for that full repair. Mm. Now, I don't really think it has anything to do with being an EV either. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, there's nothing EV related in there. There's some driver assistance stuff that goes on with cameras, but it's, you know, this has nothing to do with a battery or a charging system. This is just a expensive fix. Which... Anytime now to body shop to get that type of a price point on body damage isn't that hard. No, um, it really isn't. Have, what type of shot are you using? Just a normal body shop to get it fixed? No, uh, this is a, a body shop that has worked on Teslas for many, many years. Um, it's in the Raleigh area. It's called Relentless, Relentless Collision. Um, and they're one of three certified Rivian repair facilities as well so it's going through them um it's been a really smooth um uh, process and yeah i'm sure it'll be fixed really really well i did notice though they had five other five or six other uh rivians there getting Hmm. repaired for windshields and just other people banging stuff um i was surprised at that many rivians being uh and in the same kind of condition mine was so hmm. i'm not alone so you might try to make fun of me and i probably deserve it but um <laughs> i'm not the only one who's done this but but for real though the cyber truck any news yet any vins anything yeah so okay so all the details on that so this truck has been ordered i i ordered the all-wheel drive version because i wanted the soonest one that would come out um for content for the company everything that we can do with that um and so December 21st, put the order in. I finished all my delivery tasks that I could do at that point in time within the Tesla app. And as of today, and we are recording on February 9th already. So all the way through January, I am still just sitting with a reservation number. And this is in North Carolina. So they'd only been delivered as of the time of this recording in Texas and California, and then I think one or two in Florida. So it's not hit. Um, yeah, I don't have a VIN yet. So I'm probably going to stop over to the local Tesla store and see if they can pull any information on the build date on that thing. Hmm. Um, originally, it was supposed to be here between January and March. Well, that's like three weeks away, and maybe they meant by the end of March. I'm not sure but I hope not because I'm getting a little, a little tired. Not <laughs> a little having antsy a in your pants. Yeah, a little antsy in my pants. I guess part of that's my own fault for having a repaired <laughs> truck. Um, 
But okay, so let, let's also talk about what the other option for trucks because I, after having one, I really want to keep one. The F one fifty Lightning. So the more and more I look at it and experiencing the the space that there is in an F one fifty, the yeah. massive frunk. I mean, it just charge a little bit slower. Zero sixty times about the same between the you know the dual motor Rivian, which I've got the quad motor, so it is pretty darn fast. Um, but four seconds for the Lightning and four seconds for the uh, all-wheel drive Cybertruck, that's about the same. And the truck, the Lightning is more of a truck truck than anything else out there. It yeah. doesn't have a protective body, which maybe that's something I really need. Um, but <laughs> um. yeah, I don't know. That seems like kind of a, a sweet deal right now. Um, yeah, yeah. By comparison, you're getting a lot of truck for the money by going with the Lightning over the Cybertruck. Yep, I agree. Honestly, but the yeah. Cybertruck, I think there's a lot of value there. I mean, maybe not, maybe I shouldn't say value, but I think it's really cool. Like the, the, what it has, what it can do, what it means for the future of electric vehicles, but like all that type of, I don't know, virtue signaling or whatever you want to call it probably doesn't much matter to the pocketbook so much, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, so th- that's kind of the, the conundrum, right, is getting the Cybertruck for um, company um uses and you know just moral promotion you know what does that look like yeah. i mean you're going to stand out in a crowd for a while by having that truck is it worth the extra let's say fifty thousand dollars over, over getting a slightly used lightning that is pretty well um loaded up i don't know um because frankly the range isn't going to be any better um and if it is it might be just only a handful of miles and you're gonna still have access to the supercharging network with the with the lightning coming up soon, so that's yeah. not really that big of a thing. I, for what I need it for, other than wrecking into you know concrete pillars, I'm not you know I'm not so sure I'm getting that much use out of it. I'm not gonna be off roading this thing, or and that's not even showing to be that great of a, in the Cybertruck as of right. right now. So. You're listening to the Plug In For More podcast. If you're looking for information on electric vehicles, electric vehicles components, or information on how to reduce your carbon footprint, look no further than EVUniverse.com. EVUniverse.com is your one-stop shop for all things related to electric vehicle. Well, welcome, Jeremiah. Um, Jeremiah Brockman. So you've uh, we've known you for quite a while, but you're new to the podcast, um, and then you've done some work actually for EV Universe in the past. Um, big mm-hmm. EV um, industry expert. You're the head of the Wisconsin um, EVA Association, so Electric Vehicle Association. Can you give us a little background on yourself? I mean, for the listeners on you know what what you uh, what you're doing now these days so yeah so actually my my background is more in history but like I just we've had an EV since 2017 um, we had we started off with a Tesla Model S um, we, we actually kind of funny we actually went from dieselgate took the buyback money and then just turned around and bought a Tesla with it doing the best good with that we could anyway um, and then yeah so that was 2017 and since then I've just I've loved the car um, we you know, I talk to whoever would listen um, about the car, you know, what it's like, what, you know, would take people on test drives and just, you know, floor it and watch as they, you know, almost lose it in the passenger seat. So we we are an electric, all electric household right now. Um, We have a used 2012 Model S uh, signature that we bought from 
I like to say that we rescued it from a dealership in Ohio. Um, cause it's fair. We're like, well, if you, yeah, yeah. if you drive down here to get it, it's going to take you a couple of days to get home. And <laughs> I was like, well, that's not quite right. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, well, they were super yeah, nice. But I mean, if you can get a deal on it, if you can get a deal on it because they didn't know, I mean, that's not to say that I haven't taken advantage of, of that in the past with the Model X that we bought, that they thought it was a 75D when it was a 100D. Mm-hmm. And they priced it at the wrong, you know, Ouch. wrong mark. Um, so we drove that one for two years and sold it for more than we paid for it. That was before the big price increase, too. But yeah, I mean, that, that SIG 100 that you, or it's not, it's, it's a SIG, it's not SIG 100. I think I'm thinking of the Roadsters, but um, that signature Model S you had. Um, you know, talk about that a little bit, because I think that's got some neat features that the other Model S's don't. I mean, just being, again, one of the signature vehicles that has i think different wheels on it if i recall correctly it's got some other um, nice touches to it yeah so the excuse me the signature model um had like all the bells and whistles um when that came out like the first i want to say 2000 is either 1500 or 2000 more signature models um and so like it's got you know little trim pieces on the seat that are kind of red leather um it's got a a sunroof um this one did not have a a spoiler on it, which some of them do. Um, and yeah, it did have some bigger rims, which I actually ended up trading out for smaller rims cause you get better range. Um, and then, um, air suspension on it, which is amazing. Uh, it's, it's such a smooth ride. Um, actually I prefer the model at our 2012. We have a 21 model Y that I actually prefer the, the older model S to, it's mostly because of the, the ride quality, but yeah, that car is really, it's pre autopilot. Um, so like it doesn't have, it just got cruise control. It doesn't even have the adaptive cruise control that some of the newer cars have, you know, gas or otherwise. Um, so it's, it's just cruise control. Um, and then of course it's got the big screen and, um, interestingly though, it does not have cup holders in the back, but yeah, so it's like, it had all the bells and whistles and, and it's really, as far as I know, it's, there's only been one battery replacement, but I'm not for sure. Cause you know, Tesla won't tell me what the service history is. They say it's a privacy issue, which I don't necessarily understand. But, um, as far as I know, it's only had one battery replacement and that was in 2015. It sounds like, um, but it's how many, how many you know, miles are on it, Jeremiah? So we've got, uh, we've put, Oh, I'm trying to think. I think it's about 135,000. Um, okay. So, and it's, it's plugging along just fine. Um, and actually we had the, the car in to have the brakes cleaned just cause Tesla recommends you do that every so often. And the mechanic, uh, who is not affiliated with Tesla goes, have you ever had these brakes changed or anything? Cause they look brand new. And so it's just like, well, you know, we got the regen going and you know, you don't have to use the brake pedal as much. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of my daily driver is the the 2012 model S. Um, and my kids, when my youngest isn't motion sick, uh, my kids love how quick it is. Cause that's just, that's a rear wheel. And so when you mash the throttle, you, you squawk the tires a little bit. And so they really enjoy it too. I bet they do. You know, other than the, so the model S and the model Y, I mean, there's obviously there's a bunch of new things on the market. Um, and we typically will ask other people, you know, what's their favorite thing that's coming out. Is there something that you're interested in that um, maybe not ready to pull the trigger, but really holds your interest? So we, 
we're pretty sure we want a truck um, next, but we the cyber truck is just god awful ugly. I mean, you know, bless your heart if you like them and you have one and all that stuff. Um, but it's, I mean, I, I always like to say, like people like bulldogs and bulldogs are ugly, so it's not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> Hang on, time um, out, time out. Well, I just want to stop you right there. So. Not only did you just insult the truck that I have on order that I'm waiting for the VIN, but then you went after Bulldogs and I went to oh, Fair no. State and that's that's my alma mater you're going after too. So back to back. Oh, just, no. I feel, I feel like you and Tom like ganged up on me before the call here and uh, it's just kind of universal understanding of things. Universal understanding. Yeah. So yeah. there's a reason why Tom was being quiet for most of this. Like, we don't like Ohio. We don't like Ferris. Mm-hmm. Cybertruck's hideous. The Rivian has dumb headlights. I mean, all these things. Although I will say, the truck, one of the trucks that we're looking at is the Rivian. So yeah, um, yeah. Just because I don't, I personally don't. Um, and well, and it's not on the market yet. The Chevy uh, uh, Silverado yeah, fifteen hundred or uh, yeah, the Silverado EV. That's not. I think that's coming out this year, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, it's just. Um, we're more we're more leaning towards the Rivian or Ford. I mean, it's I give you my you know unsolicited opinion on this. I mean, the, having a Rivian, the one thing I wish I took into account was how small it is. It's really not big enough, I don't think. Um, you know, I've got two kids, and I know you've got kids as well. Having a dog in the rear seat, um, it, it, there's not much room for long road trips. That's kind of the killer, and the bed's a little bit smaller than what I'd like. Um, the F one fifty, um. You know, frankly, I think if I was going to do it over again, I probably would get a Lightning because the range isn't that much different and the cargo capacity is just that much bigger. Um, you know, the frunk is massive in that thing. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, the Rivian is pretty fantastic as far as how it drives and the interior is gorgeous, but I wish it was bigger. If you want to do truck stuff. Yeah, if you want to do truck stuff. Yeah, and that's, that's the one thing we, we were kind of, because we have two, you know, full like big dogs um have a couple labs and then yeah our kids but um so there's the rivian still in the running because there's not much uh not many times when we have both the kids and the dogs in the truck or the car at the same time um but yeah so and we do we do have family that's pretty far away from you know both on my wife's side and my side Uh, so the range is more appealing you've got a really really cool event coming up with the eva of wisconsin uh, so that hasn't been done before walk us through what that is um i know you and i've worked on it but for the listeners out there that don't know that want to participate or may want to participate um, give some details on that yeah so it's a i wanted a a fundraiser for our chapter um so i guess for let me back up just for a little bit for those who don't know the electric vehicle association is a national nonprofit organization. Um, we're all volunteer. I think we've got maybe one or two people at the national level who get paid, um, like a accounting and a tech person. But otherwise, like our national president, all the way down to me and other officers, we're all volunteer. Um, so then I wanted to do a fundraiser for our chapter that was fun to do. It wasn't just, you know, like a, you know, go to a parking lot and have a raffle or a brat fry. Well, although brat fries are great. I love brats. Um, so, well, um, you're in Wisconsin, but so yeah, that's so. <laughs> brats and cheese, baby. Yeah. Um, don't forget, don't forget the beer. Yeah. So, yep. <laughs> um, it started off actually, I wanted to do a race, an EV race. Um, 
around the state of Wisconsin. But then I, I kind of got to thinking and I, you know, I talked to you, Mike, and my wife and several other people and they were like, well, do you really want to do a race when, you know, th there might be some safety issues there. And uh, so I, I eventually backed off of that. And now it's a road trip. It's much more calm and kind of easygoing. Uh, but basically what we're going to do is start in Madison. Uh, it's all, it's only EVs just because uh, plug-in hybrids would have kind of a massive advantage with the range anyway, and filling up quickly and you know, all that stuff. Plus, you know, a bunch of other boring details I won't get into, but we're just doing EVs. Um, and we're starting in Madison. We're kind of going counterclockwise and we're going to work our way around the state and stop at various towns around the state and do uh, checkpoints. And uh, basically, uh, you know, the EV team or group or whatever in a particular car will drive into the place, take a picture of the business that's sponsoring that particular checkpoint, um, you know, post it on all their social medias and drive on to the next one. And then, so it's going to be a two-day event, um, August 9th and 10th. And at the on the evening of August 9th, we're going to have one of those uh, free car shows I mentioned earlier uh, for people in the Wausau area. And then we're going to stay overnight in Wausau and then continue our trip around the state of Wisconsin, also ending in Madison uh, on the evening of the 10th as well. So we're going to have like a, a dinner slash reception slash, you know, what went wrong, what went well with this event kind of thing. Um, but so, yeah, and then we're hoping to do, several things with the funds that we raise uh, from this event. Um, one of the main things I want to do is make scholarships for people who live in Wisconsin and want to go to a, uh, it, it'd be a trade school. I don't think any four-year colleges have like mechanical, you know, uh, programs that I know of. Um, but like if any Wisconsin residents want to go to a tech program and learn how to work on EVs, that's something we'd love to help with. Um, there's also um, I would like to do some things with like charging infrastructure, kind of helping out with rebate type stuff. Uh, we still have to kind of work out the kinks with that particular thing. Um, and then another thing that I'm kind of thinking I would like to do, and this is all kind of up for suggestion. And, you know, I kind of, as the president of the chapter, I'm kind of, my door is always open kind of a guy. But um, another thing I'd kind of like to, to work into the, what we do with the funds is helping either police stations and or um, school districts get charging equipment for any electric vehicles that they uh, utilize for their day-to-day. -day. Um, these are things that um, I will eventually get like a committee of chapter members because um, we do have, we have a Facebook group, uh, which is obviously free to do Facebook, but then we have paid chapter members. Um, and so of those paid chapter members, um, we have officers and we have I'm trying to put together a committee to figure out, you know, who would get what funds where. So it's not mm. just me deciding, you know, gotcha. you know, unilaterally who gets what money. So how do you envision this event going? Like if you're in your head, you're planning this out, like I, I'm guessing, you know, obviously you haven't done it before, but like what makes this a victory? What makes this a win for you at the end of the day? So a win would be um, everybody, you know, we start in Madison, leave at 830. Everybody goes around and it's, you know, kind of nice and neat and orderly. And there are, you know, no accidents and it's pure fun for everybody. And there are no kind of negative interactions with anybody, especially kind of in our free car show up in Wausau. Um, mm -hmm. It's pretty rare at those shows that people are kind of rude or any, anything like that. Um, usually what happens is people are very curious or they just don't interact. Uh, that's the most common thing. 
Um, but that would be just pure success for me. And then, um, you know, ending up our, our trip in Madison on the night of the 10th, um, I would just like, you know, any feedback from anybody really, that would be just to take into the next one. Cause I am hoping to do this year after year. Um, or maybe every other year we'll see how it goes. Um, but one of the things that um, I think will be interesting is in the future when the charging infrastructure catches up in Wisconsin, because we've got like 60 planned um, from, yeah. you know, the, the infrastructure plan that's going through our state government right now, um, then we'll be able to expand our route into other parts of the state that we really can't get to right now. How many vehicles are you anticipating or prepared to have? So I'm anticipating right now about five. I mean, ideally, at least 10 of each, like 10 Tesla and 10 CCS cars. Um, but um, we'll see. I mean, I'll, I'll take whoever, you know, wants to participate. Um, and I should, I guess one thing I should mention too, it's uh, if you're driving in the road trip, there is kind of an entry fee since it's a fundraiser. Um, if you're just riding along, there's not. So one thing that I'm also trying to kind of work into the, the, the event is how do we get people who are either on the fence about EVs or don't like EVs but are friendly about it um, to ride along with somebody and just see what the experience is like. Um, so that's something that I'm kind of working on too. But So I, I hear the numbers. My only concern would be if you have 10 cars or let's say 20 cars all riding together, when you get to destinations, how do you anticipate charging locations going? Like, Do you have enough? spots for everyone to be topping off or so that's um that's something that i really kind of like really struggled to to plan for when i was um doing the kind of early iterations of this event um but eventually like i think people will just have to kind of and the strategy will be different for everybody some people mm -hmm. will want to drive till they're empty and um you know some people will want to stop for lunch and they'll charge then and so um, I'm hoping people kind of stagger charging. Um, and then we do have, so I'm working on a room block of hotels up in Wausau. One's at a supercharger and one is like a mile down the road from an Electrify America station. Um, okay. so I'm hoping that will kind of help, uh, with that as well. Um, but yeah, if, I mean, the more cars we get, it would be kind of, kind of, um, you know, potential for a lot of congestion, but sure. Um, that's, that's something I'm kind of kind of working on too gotcha. so that's a good problem to have though so if someone listening right now wants to be a part of this event or at least check it out can you give us some information on where they can go to find that yeah so i've got a we've got an event website um it's was it's wisconsin ev road trip.org um and so that there's i'm kind of updating that as we go here but um you can also check us out on facebook um i've got an event section on our our facebook group um so that is so that I'm trying to think because we had, we used to have a private group and I switched it to public. So I had to make a new one. Hmm. Um, so it is electric vehicle association dash Wisconsin chapter is the new one. So, and, and I'll make sure that we get a link to all those in the show notes and people listening now can click on that and it'll be available to them. Yeah. And I just want to, I do want to mention too, um, did I mention the entry fee for everybody? Um, Everybody's welcome, even if you don't live in Wisconsin. It's open to anybody. Um, and then um, every EV, you know, even if you have a Nissan Leaf and you want to give it a go, I don't recommend that, but <laughs> um, <laughs> that might be a little challenging. Uh, 
but yeah, any anybody's welcome. Do you have any Machis yet? Um, no, but I have a verbal commitment from a um uh, a lightning owner. Okay. So. All right. Very cool. All right. And then we've got. I've also got a verbal from a somebody who has a Volkswagen ID four as well. Okay. So. Fun. Cool. Is there anything else that we didn't cover with you, Jeremiah, that you think needs to get out there? Um, I don't think so. Um, I guess, um, um, yeah, I guess that's really all, all I got. I, I, you know, touched on the, the organization that we have at the state level and then at yeah. the national level. Um, there is, I guess I could mention this. Um, there is, if anybody wants to join and be a, like a dues paying member of the chapter, um, you can do that as well if you go to myeva.org. There's a tab on there where you can select become involved. Um, you can join our chapter. There's that's also how you can get a hold of me uh, if you ever have a question. People do that all the time. They'll they'll email questions about you know what's going on in the state with EVs, what kind of you know electric vehicle would work for my situation, that sort of stuff. Um, and I've even had people reach out for things like press events and research that they're doing and that sort of stuff. So. We thank you for listening to the Plugin for More podcast. If you have a minute, please get on to rate and review our show at whatever platform you're using to listen to us. It helps us out immensely when it comes to our analytics and for our reach to a bigger and broader audience. Also, if you haven't got a chance, get to EVUniverse.com. Check out our selection of used and new EVs that are for sale on the marketplace. And if you've already got your EV, we probably have some parts and accessories you might like in our e-commerce store. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Plug In for More. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out the one-stop EV marketplace, EVUniverse.com. Until next time.